Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level 3. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy, the first players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Shout out to our boy Kyle Johnson kicking with us uh, in Toronto uh, tonight. Looking forward to that Indy race in Toronto, actually. It's been a fun uh, fun summer of motorsport. Um, you have the NASCAR street race coming up in a couple of weeks. I think it's not, it's not uh, actually what? I guess it is this week, actually. It will be this weekend. Yeah, so you got the NASCAR uh, street race in Chicago, which looks pretty cool. It's not quite Vegas and the F1 and stuff, but nothing really is, you know. Um, NASCAR kind of dropped the ball and not just racing in Vegas on the strip before and figuring it out, but it costs a lot of money. But the Chicago race is going to be cool. We've got, uh, you got Indy racing. Indy's going to Toronto in a couple of weeks as well. That's always a cool street race um, on the on the Indy scene. I, and I'm a big fan of motorsport, especially in the summertime. It's great. Every weekend, you know, you got races at all these different circuits. But I'm glad that NASCAR is racing on the street circuit because I got to be real. Like, I like NASCAR, but it, it's boring. I'm just calling out for what it is. Like, it's funny because some NASCAR people think Formula One is boring because they're like, oh, there's different winners in NASCAR all the time. Yeah, because it's just random. You're going around the track 480 million times, man. 600-mile races and stuff, like three, 400 laps. It's like, come on, man. Like, it's, it becomes random, all right? It's like, you know, Kyle, Kyle Larson's the best driver on the circuit right now. The guy never wins because whatever. Something always happens to him. It's like, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's random. And I do get bored with just the going in circles all the time. Like, Formula One, you watch Formula One, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, some of these turns and stuff. Like, you know, I was talking about Lando Norris the other night playing the um, – playing the video game it was the first time he ever saw the vegas track so he went through it and he even said i'm gonna have a hard time in this corner in real life and he sort of laughed and he goes i'm not kidding and he kept on bumping into the wall coming into this corner and even he was like oh my god it's gonna be crazy in real life you see somebody's turns man in f1 and stuff it's like dude they're going like you know what i mean they're going like 400 meters or something full speed and then suddenly it's like a stop to the left and then it turns right and it's like it's really intense driving. You know what I mean? It's, that's like super intense. The NASCAR is just sort of, I don't know, like you go around the track 350 times and you hope that you're the, you know, everyone crashes around you and you get lucky kind of. I know there's more to it than that. 
Like, I'm to the point where I even like Indy better. I like Indy better than NASCAR. I enjoy Indy racing. I like the street races, the Indy. Indy is basically Formula One minor league. You know what I mean? Not minor, but like, you know, it's the same type of thing. Guys on the Indy scene are either guys, you know what I mean, that couldn't make it to Formula One, so they're cashing in. Sort of like the CFL to the NFL. <laughs> you know, they're making millions of dollars. They're making money and stuff. You know what I mean? They got a good life. And then the younger guys are like, you know what? I want to be in Formula One, and I got to win on Indy here to get a Formula One ride. Right? And I got to compete with all these European kids winning go-kart races in Germany at nine years old and all that. It's tough. That's what America needs. America needs a Formula One driver. And I know Ford's, you know, kind of getting back into F1 and stuff, but... If they had an American team and all that, that's why I was talking earlier about Ryan Reynolds. Like, this stuff is big money, man. Like, even these big American car companies realize we can't get in F1. We won't be able to keep up. We'll be embarrassed and we're going to bail out after three years. Class, the quickest Sunday minutes of sports talk radio. This is Sports Rage. LSU becomes the first Division I school to win a baseball and basketball national championship in the same year. Can they pull off a trifecta and win the college football championship? They're not paying Brian Kelly not to win. I'll tell you that. Congratulations to the LSU Tigers. That's a damn good uh, baseball team. And that was an excellent college uh, baseball tournament that we just watched over the last whatever it was, month, six weeks, whatever, you know, starting with the regionals and everything else. College baseball is lit. The passion is great. The enthusiasm is awesome. The level of play is super high uh, as well. We talked about the influx of betting right now and people watching the games and betting on the games, and there's just so much more interest in college baseball than there has been. It used to sort of just be more of a regional thing. You know, California, it's always been big. The Cal State Fullertons of the world and the Long Beaches of the world, you know, they've always been great at baseball. And the SEC, you know, the Pac-12 a little bit, some schools, but, you know, the SEC, and there were sort of pockets. You know, those are baseball conferences. Yeah, if you'll notice now, like baseball's just lit across the board and uh, every conference. Really, really cool stuff. You know what else is cool? Watching Shoei Otani uh, play baseball. Shoei Otani goes deep again. This guy's unbelievable. Uh, leads the league in RBIs and home runs. And how about Reed Detmers? Join Shoei Otani and Nolan Ryan as the only Angels in franchise history with one or few uh, earned runs and eight plus strikeouts in four consecutive pitching appearances it's kind of long and complicated but in other words Detmers had a good uh, game tonight <laughs> again and the Angels win I tell you what it's getting real it's getting real Aaron Judge isn't coming back anytime soon the Toronto Blue Jays are uh, are flaky and uh, are sort of they're good but they're you know they're this they're not Baltimore aren't going anywhere right so pencil in Tampa Bay and Baltimore they're going to the playoffs so you've got two spots it's going to be the Astros the Yankees the Blue Jays the Angels Let's talk some football with Rick Saratella. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Then your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morantz. It's the Monday Night Meltdown. Let's do this thing. Countdown to kickoff is on. Rick Saratella steps up in it. NFL Draft Bible, The Hub, and everything else in between. But I got to say, every time I go to uh, Rick's Twitter account, he's got a new a new association. And I'm like, am I on the right page here with the Alliance football and that football and this football, everything's football, football, football. Rick Saratella steps up and what's going on, Rick? How you doing? Yo, Gabe, what's happening, man? Just trying to navigate the tides here out here at the Jersey store. Stay tuned. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. Rick, Rick's literally infinitively too. If you're wondering, right. Jersey shore is kind of vast and stuff. I'm more of an AC guy. All right. I know the boardwalk. I know Atlantic City. And of course, sports. Okay. Uh, That's still the Jersey Shore. It's just got. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in the, you're in the TV part. You're in the real Jersey Shore, like Snooki and stuff. You see Snooki walking around in the, in, in the, uh, at Trader Joe's and stuff. <laughs> My brother, uh, shout out Jimmy Laval, four-time state champion, Hanover Park. He, he, his brother actually married Snooki. So they're all over the place down here. I guess DJ a little bit. All right, so he's 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 got he's rocking, <laughs> he's, he's rocking, he's rocking with Snooky, and you're hey, rocking with me. Hey, that's you're about what's in between the years too, rock, rocking. Okay. <laughs> wow, she's made quite a bit of money. So you I don't know. Pop culture game, we can get versatile. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like I said, so like all access football, uh, alliance football. So uh, what's the uh, what's the alliance um, that you've got going uh, on here right now? I, I want to keep it under wraps a little bit. Going back to the Jersey Shore, though, what we do over here, I go to the Italian deli before the beach, right? We talk about how Volpe can't hit. <laughs> Nobody can hit their weight, right? And then we go hit the beach, ride the waves. But, no, stay stay tuned. We're, we're working on some things. We're taking a draft Bible Global. I will say, you know, Gabe, it's been a nice run on Sports Illustrated. I'll be stepping away from Sports Illustrated to pursue other opportunities, and we'll have official announcements underway. All right, Rick Saratella. Uh, kicking with us. As far as your Yankees uh, are concerned, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, actually, to be honest. When you look at the amount of wild card spots. Balanced schedule. Everybody's over 500. You don't beat each other up in the own division. I mean, they got the five best teams in the American League in the same division. Do you do you think they make the playoffs? I don't. They're, they're plus 165 to not make the playoffs. And Baltimore aren't going anywhere, bro. Baltimore are really good. Tampa are winning that division. And then you get into, okay, there's two other spots. And are they better than the Blue Jays? Are they better than the Angels? Are they, you know what I mean? There's a lot of teams that the Yankees are competitive. They can't win without Aaron Judge, bro. You're a Yankee fan. You're a football guy. But you know, they can't win without Judge. They're not winning without Judge. At least well, not enough. Well, trades are going to be made. Stanton will eventually hit. You know, these guys will start coming back from the injury list. So they're going to get healthier. They're going to get stronger. They're going to make deals at the deadline. There's a whole mental psyche involved as well. Like, who are we going to crush the Blue Jays in the in the long run? Uh, God forbid we play Minnesota in the playoffs. We'll sweep them, too. The problem is Garrett Cole is not a bulldog. He can look great in the regular season. He's just not that dude come playoff time. And they don't have that ace that can mow down guys. That's why, like, you look at the Mets, if Verlander and Scherzer ever click, 
Those guys will mow down short series, three game, five game. Yeah, but those guys, those guys are ten games out though. Also, so like, well, there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of baseball left to be played. But the Yankees have some- that is true. Yeah, that is true. I'll tell you what though, Garrett Cole. I mean, without Garrett Cole, the Yankees would be screwed this year. He's having a great year. Oh, he's a great uh, regular season pitcher. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, listen. I don't. I don't have us. Uh, I don't have any confidence in the Yankees. Like in the big picture, I think they're screwed just because of the competition around them. And I don't think uh, I don't think Steinbrenner wants to spend any more money than he actually does uh, right now. But I just want to throw that out there because Rick's a football guy, but he does have a picture of himself, you know, in a Yankee jacket. <laughs> <laughs> we get down, we get down in the boogie down, Brock. See, I, I I had my shot in front of Vince Scully in front of the memorial last year with all the flowers and stuff. I just I finally decided to let it go, and I went I went F one uh, with my new profile. Uh, well, I love what you're doing. By the way, how about John Sterling taking a foul ball to the face? 87 years old. <laughs> still going. Yeah, poor dude. <laughs> like nothing, bro. Just keeps on going. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> hey, you okay there, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, I've sat in the, in the play-by-play booth. I did my post-game show from a play-by-play booth for years, and I used to hang around during the game and stuff. Sometimes these balls come in fast, bro. Right, and you're an old man. You got no hope in hell of moving out of the way in time. <laughs> like that, it's like it's fast, Rick. You know, like people think, oh, there's time. Like, man, especially these big dudes, man. I was sitting in the outfield of the Dodgers uh, Yankees game, and I've sat in the bleachers and you know hundreds of games in my lifetime. And bro, these these modern players, man, they're smoking the ball, Rick. <laughs> like, like these balls come in hot. Like I'm telling you, I've I've been like I know baseball. There used to be that sort of like, yeah, and it's a casual pop fly. There's no more casual pop flies anymore, man. They're like, you can hear it sort of coming at you. It's like, man, these guys, they're all about like exit velocity and just getting as much wood on it. And they do, bro. Like they smoke that ball. Ain't it something though? Like the ball comes off the bat faster than the pitcher's delivered now. Yeah. It's like 114. Dude, Otani the other day, the ball came off the bat 114 miles an hour. Yeah. No, it's scary. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not an infielder. That's what I'm going to say. I'm I, glad I'm not standing on the hot corner there. You know? Yeah, I don't miss those days of playing third base on the hot corner, man. Uh, that, those are some wild. Even when I play softball, I played second base, Rick. I'm lining up on the grass. Like, yeah. you know well, what I mean? One of the first innings I saw a dude, our third baseman, basically took a ball to the face, broke broke his nose. He thought he was like Brooks Robinson trying to play, playing all in. I'm like, dude, it's a pickup softball game, bro. I ain't, like, I'm backing up because some big dude smoking the ball with these aluminum bats, and I don't like it. Like, Craig Nettles over here. <laughs> yeah, guy's like trying to make plays. He got smoked in the face. All right. So, speaking of uh, speaking of making plays, Alex Magoo continues to make plays. Listen, Rick. There's one thing to put up some numbers. Okay. You know, oh, he throws for three touchdowns. He does this and that and what whatnot. Okay. Who cares? You watch this guy play. From the leadership, from the athletic ability, from the escapability in the pocket. It was unbelievable. Throwing on the run, the angles. I mean, he, he made a play last night you're not supposed to do, but he threw off his back foot, threw a bullet, like, across his body. And Hoard said during the broadcast, he goes, there's maybe 12 guys in the NFL that can make that throw. And I'm not saying he's taking the NFL over, but I'm saying don't tell me that there are 64 better quarterbacks than Alex Magoo right now, and this guy can't be a backup, let alone a third-string quarterback. He's killing it. Like, dude, 
he can't like if if you don't give this guy a chance now, I don't I don't know what to say. Then you just don't like this. Yeah, well, you, you don't like his hair, dude. <laughs> this guy playing great football, Rick Alex Magoo. Great football, Magoo. It's in there. The spaghetti sauce. He just makes everything taste right, look right. Uh, he's there scrambling, rambling. Uh, you know, listen, this guy's got toughness. How about the face mask? He peeled back his nose off. He's all cut up on his face. He misses one play, comes back in. True grit, leadership. I love the way he reads the defense, comes over, tells Skip Holtz what he sees, what he wants to run, has total command. How about this? He wasn't even the starter to begin the season. What a blessing in disguise. And if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I give this guy his starting audition. He would be my guy, my stopgap guy. I know what I got in Colt McCoy. Kyler Murray's going to miss. Love where you're going with that. Yeah. Kyler Murray's going to miss maybe half the season. Jonathan Gannon had uh, Jalen Hurts in Philly. He could use a guy that moves around in the pocket, can improvise, make plays on the run. And I'll tell you what, maybe. Great call. You know what? I like what Magoo said when they asked him about Holtz. He goes, I do what the coach tells me to do. He draws up the play and we run it. He can do that, bro. Like you said, I love that. That Arizona fit is perfect for him. Yeah, I think that I think that's the, the move for Arizona. Maybe they catch lightning in a bottle, right? And I'll tell you what, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, there's some concerns there. Maybe Las Vegas wants an insurance policy. Another great call. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. I mean, come on. Uh, Jimmy G goes down. There's not a whole lot. You know, Aiden O'Connell out of Purdue. I actually like that kid, but do you really want to throw a rookie in there? Alex Magoo can win football games in the National Football League, no doubt about it. And I'll tell you what, Jarrett Dogie said, hold my beer. Uh, he was running around, twirling around, getting clobbered, making plays there at the end of the game as well. I love to see it, actually. I love to see these guys when they get a chance. It's like, all right, you know what? Put me in. I don't care what the score is. I want to play. And you're right. He he sent a message last night as well. Um, who would have who thought, too, that it would be the uh, the breaker, uh, the, the Maulers? Yeah. Maulers and Panthers that ended up playing. Well, let's get into this on the other side. Time to fly by here. More written. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Monday Night Meltdown continues. This is Sports Ranch. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're chopping it up with Rick Saratella, Jersey Shore style. Let's do this thing. Follow him on uh, Twitter. Just go to Rick Saratella. Like I said, he's got a million handles. Um, so we're just talking about the USFL and uh, Alex Magoo. I'm telling you guys, I'm not one of these, like, you know, you can put up numbers in a league. It's like, yes, so what? It doesn't mean he's going to be good in in the National Football League. But I'm telling you, you got to watch this guy play. The passion that he brings to the field and the results are just there. Birmingham gunning for their second consecutive National um, USFL championship. And I'm actually really surprised about the point spread. It's going to climb. Birmingham, listen, every lock has a key, but this is a Stone Cold Steve Austin type thing. This Birmingham team is just too good, bro. 
you know, the only thing we'll say, and it's hard not to think about the XFL, I get it. The only thing we'll say is they won't be playing in Birmingham this time, right? And they were the one team that has a crowd at their games. This game will be played in Canton, Ohio, but whatever. They won in Canton, Ohio last year, too. So they can win in Canton, Ohio again at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to matter where they play. Pittsburgh is gelling at the right time. They do have probably, I, I believe, the best defense in the yeah. USFL. So Their offense is a little, little choppy. There's yeah. no way that the, 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 the offense there is going to be able to get They have into, a hard time throwing the ball, bro, with consistency. Yeah, they can't get into a shootout with Alex Magoo. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, I, I will say, hey, C.J. Maribel at the end of that game Whoa. with an injury. So, but I mean, did he look good or what? Like, man. And, and, and what I'm saying is he might miss this game if he's injured. So maybe there's an opening there. But I just think uh, too much firepower for Birmingham. Too much of a um, synergy, right, with, with Magoo and Holtz. These guys are like. Yeah, yeah, they're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and if there isn't a third season for the USFL, they'll go down as a dynasty because I. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a third season, except. Um... Except I don't think Magoo will be part of it. I think this is I think this is Alex Magoo's final USFL game of of the kid's life. Uh, Rick Saratella kicking with us. Right before we get to some NFL, I saw I saw an article. Um, which rookie wide receiver is most poised to break out? I wanted your take uh, on that. But um, as far as the CFL is concerned, I know you're watching it all, and your boy McLeod Bethel Thompson, of course, on the New Orleans Breakers, didn't have a great game. Uh, last night, inconsistency reared its ugly head for him. But I found it was ironic a little bit that the Argos, his former team, were on on at the same time at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, seven o'clock Eastern. And Chad Kelly, a football player. Listen, man, nobody could ever question Chad Kelly's athletic ability, bro. I mean, th- this this kid lit it up in the SEC. Yeah, he should have been in the NFL, like as a backup type of thing. Let's be real. He drank his way out of the National Football League. There were multiple, like, he had an alcohol problem, and he just, he couldn't function, right? He was getting arrested. He was, like, showing up drunk, and, like, just, he was drunk all the time, which is called off what it is. He was drunk a lot. He's sober now. Yeah. And 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 the, the, the Argonauts saw this, trusted him enough to say, you know what? We're going to make this kid our starting quarterback. And I'll tell you what, bro, they look pretty damn good with him as their starting quarterback. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I saw a great feature with him and his his uncle sitting next to him and and Jim. And they said, Jim, how many times have you called him and, like, let him have it? He goes, I've lost my voice doing it so many times. But he goes, you know, as a man, sometimes you need to learn for yourself. He goes, he's learned for himself. He gets it. This guy's got a chip on his shoulder. I'm, I'm pulling for Chad Kelly. Absolutely. The things that I noticed when I'm observing these Toronto Argonauts game, one, the way the players gravitate towards Chad Kelly, you can tell he puts in the work, he does his time, he's in the film room, he knows where everybody needs to go on the field. They look for him for guidance, they look for him for direction, and he's cool as a cucumber, (laughs) you know? And I'll tell you what, I love his confidence. This kid has no doubt, no zero doubts about throwing it down the field. He's launching missiles. Right in the breadbasket, play action, rolling out, dropping dimes. I love it, you know. And I'll tell you what, Toronto, uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson. If you if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a big fan, good friend of mine. But Toronto's better off with Chad Kelly. I hate to say it, uh, McLeod's so much more athletic. Yeah, he just he he is the better quarterback. McLeod, you know, unfortunately, Coach Flip got away from the run game. They were pass, pass, pass. They were playing simultaneously. I was watching back and forth. 
Chad Kelly was making the wow plays, and I really think Toronto is the, the team to beat until they're not. You know who's really, really uh, lighting it up so far, too? And I'm telling you, man, Coach Campbell, I don't want to lose. I, you know, I, To me, I, don't, I wouldn't want to lose him, but I don't understand. If I was an NCAA program, bro, I'd be all over Coach Campbell of the BC Lions. You see what he does every year with new personnel. He've got Nate Rourke into the NFL. Now Vernon Adams, who's had turnover problems in his career, just playing meticulous football, controlled football, 3-0. and Coach Ryan Phillips, their defensive coordinator, he deserves a CFL job. But, you know, Coach Campbell, Rick, his father's Hugh Campbell. Right? Yeah. Pretty good coach. You know what I'm saying? Houston Oilers, Edmonton Eskimos, like, you know, a legendary guy that's just a great coach. And now you've got his son – you know, following in the footsteps, just putting it together here. They, there's, there's some good football people with that BC Lion operation, man. And I tell you, Vernon Adams playing great football right now, too. Yeah, no, it's been a springboard, and I think it's only a matter of time until the NFL team starts to pay attention. It's been night and day. That offense is just locked and loaded. Uh, I tell you, that, I think they're playing Toronto this week. Yeah, yeah, next Monday night, man. That's going to be lit. We got a real good summer football game right there. Yeah, 4th of July is going to come early this year and uh, down here. And, you know, listen, I like – you know, somebody pointed out to me, too, you know, I like the fact that they're on the CBS Sports Network, but, like, ESPN, you know, uh, gave up the CFL contract and didn't really make a serious bid. Somebody told me they're, they're, they're throwing, they're showing rock skipping, like, <laughs> on ESPN. Like, you know, I, I wish the CFL would really get its justice in the American Football League. You talk about a league of second chances. Everybody says, oh, the XFL, the USFL, they give all these guys second chances. CFL's been doing that for 100 years. And I'm yeah. but this game is is more exciting than the NFL. There's less commercials. There's more action. There's more scoring. And I'll tell you what, I, I wish the American audience would be able to find it even more so. I mean, CBS Sports Network, let's put it on CBS. I'll tell you what. Especially in the year, you know, it's a good call. Like some of the stuff that they're showing, bro. Like, you know. A thousand viewers is good. Put the CFL on Fox or ABC. I'll tell you what, they'll do better ratings than than that. And the thing is, too, with the CFL, yeah, there's some Canadian dudes in the league, but if you're a football fan, you'll know who these guys are, right? I mean, like I said, you know who Vernon Adams is, Zach Caleros. I mean, you know, big-time Cincinnati. Jared played seven years of college football in the United States. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's trying to get on the field with the Edmonton Elks. Five colleges later, he's got a big Yeah, 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 doji. All right, so uh, speaking of the rookie-wide receivers, you know, it's sort of the calm before the storm right now. We had the mini camps. Who do you like? Like, to me, is Jordan Addison going to light it up? It's tough because you've got Jefferson uh, there. I know you were a Zay Flowers uh, fan. What about Quinton Johnson? Uh, that's what I'm getting at. Everybody's talking Quinton Johnson is Quinton Johnson not because he's with the Chargers. Okay, I'm not fully buying the hype here as far as the Chargers are concerned. Who? Which one of these rookie wide receivers, Quinton Johnson, uh, Rice with the Chiefs, uh, Addison Vikings, Zay Flowers Ravens, uh, Smith and the Jigba with, uh, with 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 the Seahawks. Who do you like? Who do you think? Not who do you like the most, but who do you think has the best rookie year? No, it's about timing, right? System scheme, yeah, exactly. Fit. And you know, to me, like with Adam Thielen off to Carolina now, uh, there's going to be so many balls there for Jordan Addison. You know, Kirk Cousins is a guy, historically, he throws for like 4,500 yards every year. So where are these balls going to go outside of Justin Jefferson? I think Jordan Addison is going to exceed the 1,000-yard barrier. I think he leads all the rookies in receiving. You know, Zay Flowers is going to have an opportunity to be a a gadget guy. He could be the player that 
we thought Rondell Moore was. But again, when you're that small and you're kind of this screen pass, end around, uh, I'll tell you, he is a fierce competitor. He will go over the middle. Can that size hold up? The durability is an issue. Quentin Johnston is more of a long-term. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they can't hold on to all those guys. Uh, eventually, down the road, maybe Quentin Johnston. But to me, Jalen Hyatt from the Giants, don't underestimate this young man because if you look Tennessee. at Well, yeah, and if you look at their receiver core, uh, Gabe, like yep. they don't really have a true number one. This guy can run like Bambi. Daniel Bro, they brought in guys, and still the guy with the best chemistry with Jones is Darius Slayton. <laughs> like, and they keep on bringing guys in, and it's still well, it's like, well, Slayton's still better. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Here's a guy yeah. that's six foot two, six foot three, runs four four. You know, he just runs that fly route. Like, don't, it wouldn't surprise me by the end of the season if Jalen Hyatt is the number one option uh, for the Giants. You know, Jalen Hyatt's forty to one to be the offensive rookie of the year, just for the record. I thought that pick was flying under the radar, actually. Yeah, I like what the Giants have done. And well, plus think, Waller. Can Waller stay healthy, Rick? That's the big key for the Giants. Because if Waller stays healthy, man, that brings a new dynamic to this offense. Yeah, uh, you know, he... he yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, he never stays healthy. Well, you know, he likes the nightlife, too. So I, don't I like know. the nightlife. And he, goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes from Vegas to New York. Great. Well, actually, so Hoboken. <laughs> so... Daniel Jones doing a little more karaoke after that $40 million deal. He's loving life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bartenders, they're going to meet uh, Darren Waller uh, after a win uh, in, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Well, so, Dan- yeah, listen. Daniel Jones is a legend in Hoboken, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, high, I've got, uh, I've got reasonable expectations. I think the Giants can be competitive this year. I, don't, I think they're going to be good. I think they can ride it to the wheels fall off because Mike Kafka is my understanding. He's the guy that week in, week out, you saw this Giants offense morph and change identity on a week-to-week basis. That, my understanding, was the uh, Mike Kafka, first-year offensive coordinator. This guy is a head coach candidate. He'll be, he- he'll be a head coach next year. So they got to take advantage of it this year because once Kafka leaves, I think Daniel Jones will uh, regress. I think it's going to be a competitive division. Not that the Eagles are suddenly going to be terrible or anything like that, but the Cowboys are good, and I think the Giants will be a competitive and very good football team. Rick Saratello, always a pleasure to SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. (laughs) 
And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Let's roll. Thanks to Rick Saratella for kicking with us on the program. The Birmingham Stallions, six-and-a-half-point favorites in the USFL championship game. That's uh, Saturday night. I, I, I'm really surprised it's not uh, higher. I know that Pittsburgh's defense is good, but anybody that's watched the USFL this year sees and knows that um, Birmingham are just a team on a mission. Now, we should note, and Saratella brought it up, and I think rightfully so, in the XFL, we saw the D.C. defenders were supposed to win, and... Arlington, similar to Pittsburgh, weren't very good, but got hot late and then ended up winning the championship. But the difference is Arlington were actually the preseason favorites in the XFL. We told you to take them at plus 400, plus 450, whatever it was. And they traded for Luis Perez late in the season, so they got improved quarterback play. Pittsburgh sort of will themselves to victory. They run the football. They dink and dunk. They play physical defense. Birmingham are just too good. I'm going to have Birmingham in a lot of money line parlays. I'm excited about this weekend. It's sort of the calm, like, before the storm. I sort of try to, like, you know, I bet baseball. I know how volatile baseball can be, right? I mean, tonight, I actually, I murdered the Major League Baseball card tonight, but I, got, I lost the stupid Gold Cup, and that Gold Cup stuff starting to upset me, Matthias. It's always something like this or that. I had a weird prop today with seven and a half corner kicks in a same game parlay, and they got to they got to six or seven or whatever. They were at six with like two minutes left. I stopped watching and I saw I lost after. You did like Panama, you said coming into this tournament as a sleeper. And um Panama, Panama victorious tonight against Costa Rica. And things are getting ugly in Costa Rica right now in which uh, the Costa Rican fans that traveled were uh, were chanting fire Suarez throughout the match. And uh, you got to love the Costa Rican media uh, after the game, in which they were, they, this is the post-game press conference after, here it is, uh, from the Miami Herald, uh, as the game was in Miami tonight. Uh, here's a reporter to Suarez after the game. You said the team was going to get better after the loss to Ecuador, but the team was playing worse. This game was a complete disaster. Um, another reporter asked, how does it feel to know that the fans say that the best news that they could get for is for you to not be the national coach anymore? Even fans here in Fort Lauderdale, away from uh, Costa Rica, were shouting for you to go. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're, they're not happy uh, right now. Um, he's not backing down. He said, I think that uh, you must fight until the end, uh, as I've done my entire life. There are tough moments, but the answer is to find solutions, not to hide and run away. In other words, you're going to have to fire me, which they probably will. But uh, Panama are feeling good about themselves after the 2-1 uh, victory as the Gold Cup uh, rolls on. Meanwhile, Team Canada had a press conference today, and it really couldn't have gone any worse than it could for a press conference. As uh, the, the the manager of Canada, Herdman, basically said that uh, you would have thought that, you know, we'd have a lot of funding and everything would be great after we went to the World Cup, but it's not true. Matthias, it turns out the players on uh, on Team Canada were flying coach to the uh, the Nations League. They were flying economy and stuff. Like, they, they weren't even, like, 
never mind a team plane or even first class. Like, they were flying economy. It's a complete joke. They're, they don't have any money. They're saying that the sponsor, whatever. Like, the, the people that ran the Team Canada soccer program before, Canada soccer always sucked. So no one really paid attention to it and nobody cared. But they did all kinds of weird things where they sold the rights to this company. And the company said, we'll, we'll sell the sponsorship for you, but we keep it and we'll give you a flat fee every year. And some weird, shady stuff behind the scenes. And basically, it's pretty embarrassing. Like, I think the uh, Honduras or El Salvadorian team has a better, like, budget. It's a freaking joke. And Canada's hosting the World Cup and their soccer team. Like, the, you got a bunch of executives and stuff that took all the money um, in some weird, shady-ass deal. But uh, they play tomorrow against uh, Guadalupe and uh, whatever. It's Guadalupe. They should roll. I got a nice little same-game parlay here, actually. Um, Canada to score in both halves. The game is in Toronto, too. So it's in Canada as well. This Gold Cup is spread out. Um, so the game is in Canada. Guadalupe in Toronto. And this is the play. Both teams to score, no. So I don't think Guadalupe score on Canada. And uh, Canada score in both halves is plus 137. That's not bad. And I'm taking a big-time favorite here, and I'm turning turning this into a plus 137 situation. Listen, we'll lay the goal and a half or whatever, even though uh, Davies and um, and David, Laren, et cetera, aren't playing. But they're still going to be able to roll Guadalupe here. But they could be in trouble moving on. It's a weird tournament, Matthias, this, um, this, this Gold Cup. And I think that we talked about it. Mexico have been under the gun, man. Like, they've been embarrassed and humiliated in CONCACAF over the last couple of years. They've owned it. Suddenly, they're not the kingpins anymore. Mexican international soccer's really taking it on the chin. They need, they need a trophy, bro. You know what I mean? You see, like, soccer teams sometimes and, like, other tournaments, and you're like, yeah, this team needs this. Like, <laughs> they need to come home with something. I think, you know, a gold cup is whatever, but it'll shut some people up, actually. I do think Mexico are the team to beat, and I'll tell you what, Panama are a dangerous side as well. The U.S. are too young, and Canada are too old. <laughs> so I think I think Mexico are the team to beat, Matias. Yeah, they are the team to beat. They brought the roster to beat uh, everybody in this tournament right now, and they showed that against Honduras. Uh, I think this is one of the best Caribbean sides that we've seen in some time, Gabe. I think they came to play for a change. They have caught up to North America and to Central America. We see we saw Haiti produce some goals. We saw Martinica uh, today get a big win against over El Salvador, which not many people uh, expected. They were plus 350 going into the game. They were plus 300 10 minutes into the yeah, game. I'm, thinking, I'm watching the game. Well, sometimes you just have to watch it. You know what I mean? Instead of reading and and putting up all your analysis and looking at past results, you know, forget that. This is a tournament. At the end of the day, it's a tournament, and anything could happen in tournaments. And when you see who showed up to play and who didn't, Martinica showed up to play today, and they scored and they scored two easy goals on El Salvador, and, I, and I'm curious to see how Guadalupe is going to start the game against uh, Canada tomorrow. I love that the game's in Canada, and I love that your bet is two goals in the first two halves. Uh, Guadalupe's been inconsistent. They win two games, they lose two games, they they lose to the to the worst. So my bet is a goal at each half, yeah. A yeah. goal. Canada have to score in the first half, which they will, and then the second half, and then Guadalupe doesn't score. Plus 137. I love it. I, honestly, that's I think that's one of the best bets of the day right there, Gabe, to tell you the truth. 
That, that, that's fantastic. That's my creative yeah. genius. I put it together. Same game parlay. Canada is seven to one favorite in the game. Like so, you know what I mean? It should be. What's the they think what's Canada, the goal that line? That helps too. It's minus two slash two and a half. So if you get the the the, the two, you get the push, and then the two. They, so basically, they got to win by three goals. It's pretty steep, actually. They probably will. Um, it's interesting because the total is actually three, <laughs> like in the game. So it's like the two, two and a half, and then three. So they're thinking like a three nil type of thing, which. I don't know. This is the only game they're playing in Canada. If it was a neutral field, I'd feel differently about it. It wouldn't be like, I don't think it would be a route, but the fact that it is in Canada is a massive advantage for the Canadians here against Guadalupe. Guadalupe are in trouble here. Like, it'll probably be like 4-0, I think. Hey, Gabe, what was the score of the first game that Canada played in the Gold Cup the last time they were in? I think they routed a team like 5-1 or 6-1. Uh, something like that. I, I think they show up tomorrow and they put a, a big score up again, Gabe, to tell you the truth. It, yeah, then they head to Houston to where things will get tougher. So, like, they know this is the one where they've got to, you know. And I think I think they'll put it together. Um, all right, I wanted to get to uh, – I've got a couple of Vegas-related uh, things here. We're talking about Victor Wembanyama, and uh, the NBA just announced this, and Mandalay Bay just announced this. NBA con. It's pretty cool. So, you know, you got that, like, the fight fest and, uh, you know, you got the big UFC fan fest and all that type of stuff. The NBA, it's amazing how the this NBA Summer League has grown, but it's the first time they're going to be doing it. Uh, the NBA is um, going to host a new multi-day fan-orientated event for the first time on the Strip. NBA Con is set for July 7th through 9th. That's the opening weekend of the Summer League. Uh, two weekends from now, not this weekend, but the following weekend. And Mandalay Bay will feature an array of musical acts, former and current NBA player appearances, exclusive merchandise, and live podcast recordings. Uh, taking place in um, in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. It's basically like a Comic-Con, except for basketball. The event uh, will give chance uh, fans the chance to interact Basically, Victor Wembanyama is going to be on a, on a panel and stuff. Victor Wembanyama, in addition to Trey Young, C.J. McCollum, Paulo Bancaro, Scoot Henderson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Jerry West. Fans will be able to ask them questions and uh, meet and greet with many of the players. I like how it says it doesn't say all of the players. <laughs> many of the players. Uh, they'll also take part in uh, panel discussions. Uh, Victor Wembanyama will be featured on a panel with Paulo Bancaro to discuss their experiences. All right, uh, there'll be more than 50 vendors sp- spread throughout the event uh, space, offering an array of exclusive products and experiences. There will be four different areas: the Drip, an area where all fashion exhibitors with NBA-focused merchandise will be located; the Collection, an area focused on art and collectible and sports NBA uh, NBA focused uh, memorabilia. The network, a tech focused area where basketball and technology will collide, providing interactive opportunities, including augmented and virtual reality games. The stage, five musical acts um, are slated to perform throughout the weekend to be announced. Tickets uh, start at $30 and go up to $250 for the MVP uh, package. Those with the MVP package uh, get into the NBA con an hour earlier, have fast pass uh, fast uh, pass lanes for the event's attractions, have priority viewing areas for the daily concerts, in addition to receiving an NBA con gift bag and MVP badge. <laughs> 
should say, well, you get to meet Victor Webb and Yama or something like that. But so if you're going, like I said, if you're in Vegas, there it is. And if you're going to Vegas, it should be cool. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a big fan fest. Big NBA fan fest. Sounds pretty cool. Now, this is what's crazy. We talked about this a little bit on Game Time Decisions today. And uh, obviously, Circa is taking over the sports betting world in Vegas right now. But a man accused of posing as uh, Derek Stevens convinced a casino employee to give him more than $1 million in bogus payments for fire safety equipment documents. Eric Gutierrez is charged with theft of more than $100,000. Las Vegas police responded to the Circa Hotel and Casino in downtown Vegas to report a possible scam. A person from the hotel security office told detectives that an unknown person had contacted the casino cage, claiming to be Derek Stevens, owner of the hotel, said they needed $320,000 for an emergency payment to the fire department. Police interviewed the cage supervisor who said they received a phone call from a person who claimed they were Derek Stevens. The person who was not the hotel's owner said the fire department needed to uh, check on the fire extinguishers and they needed a payment. Dear God, who would have ever thought it was that easy to just call the cage and say, yeah, give me a million dollars. They busted the dude with like $850,000 in a gym bag. <laughs> There's 300000 missing still. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shout out to our boy George Kurtz. Safe travels to Tampa, Kurtz, on the highway. 18 hours, dear God. Rick Saratella, Jersey Shore in the house uh, tonight. Chris Monter in Minneapolis. Shout out to all of our guests. We'll be rolling uh, tomorrow. Game time decisions, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. Series XM channel 159. I posted a video with my NHL draft picks and uh, props, but... I've been pretty open about him. I went with Leo Carlson, uh, third overall to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Will Smith. Don't talk about my wife, Will Smith. Uh, yeah, he plays hockey, too. He's the, uh, the he's going to be the fourth pick to the San Jose Sharks. And I got Ryan Leonard, plus 180, going to the uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Now, listen, Adam Fantilli is going to be the second pick of the draft. It's minus 450 to minus 500 in that range. If you want to get a head start on this, and I'm sort of – I got to get back to that. I, you know, I was doing really well for like a year of being really patient and just sort of, you know what, I'm going to put this parlay with that in four days and this and stockpiling futures. And, you know, we were on a nice run. I've been more in a day-to-day -day type of thing. But 
I know I'm taking Max Verstappen. Now, listen, Verstappen didn't win last year in Austria. Charles Leclerc actually won. And um, but we know Ferrari are struggling. Verstappen won the year before there, and he's won three times um, there in Austria before. So it's the Red Bull are dominant. They've won every race this year on the Formula One circuit, right? He's going to win, and Adam Fantilli is going to be the second pick overall taken. It's minus one seventy three. So Max Verstappen to win the Austrian uh, Grand Prix this weekend. And uh, Adam Fantilli to be the second pick taken in the NHL draft parlay together. I just played it because I know the odds are going to go up only. So if you have some patience and you want to cash it, this should hit. And I'm going to I'm going to start to uh, stockpile Fantilli at the back end of like all my baseball picks tomorrow, and maybe some soccer. Like I said. Adam Fantilli will be the second pick taken in the NHL draft, and that's Wednesday night, so figure it out. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.